You are now listening to the Fat Fix Podcast with David Flowers, a show talking about all things fat loss and health for the general population. Helping people understand why they are in the position they're in right now, rather than just focusing on what they need to do. Your no-nonsense personal trainer friend that you can have access to in your pocket whenever you need some help, guidance or just to kick up the arse. Hello and welcome to the Fat Fix podcast for episode number five. First of all, just want to say I was randomly featured on the new and noteworthy section under health on iTunes, which was pretty, pretty mad. And I was I was really, really happy to randomly see that considering it was amongst other podcasts and people that have much bigger following than me and probably get a lot more listens than what my podcast does right now and considering that this show only started a month ago it's great to be on there and I can only thank you guys that have been listening to it sharing it reviewing it I really 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 do appreciate it so honestly thank you so much for that and I hope it continues to bring you some real value in today's episode I'm going to be going over a topic which has become a lot more popular. More and more people are becoming aware of its importance. Yet, I do think a lot of people need to not only understand it a little bit better, but also look at how they can implement it into their lifestyle and how to go about creating it. Now, it's so important to understand the bigger picture of nutritional strategies and approaches before diving headfirst into the more complex stuff. The health and fitness industry is mainly responsible for this. The industry that I'm in and that I love is actually responsible for a lot of people's confusion with what to do. You know, how many times have you heard or been told that you should avoid a specific group of foods or buy some supplement to help you lose weight and improve your health? But today I'm going to be talking about the first part of the fat loss priority pyramid, what you really need to think about, put your effort into, because without this today, weight loss, fat loss will not occur, just like the topic I covered last week when I spoke about what is the glue to the fat loss priority pyramid, which is adherence, and I hope you all have been being adherent this week. So this is what is the foundation of the pyramid. It's the core of the pyramid and it is the governor of fat loss, which is energy balance. Now, I know that sounds bloody boring and I don't want you to think of this being some kind of science lesson because let me tell you, it it is not. So bear with me, stay with this because I'm hopefully going to break down something that can be quite complex into bite-sized digestible bits of information that you actually get in layman's terms and you can relate to this. I did want to call it the dog's bollocks of fat loss to be honest with you but I think a lot of people would wonder what the hell I'm talking about and if you're not from up north like me (laughs) or from England in general you probably don't know what the hell means. It means it's pretty good. So energy balance is the dog's bollocks of fat loss. Now, how many diets have you actually been on? How many diets have you thought about doing? How many diets have you been told about? 
usually from Steve in your office who thinks he's a nutritionist as well as a sales advisor. You know the ones I'm talking about, right? You probably think of someone right now, that one person in your office who just pipes up thinking he knows everything or she knows everything. You know, they'll say, Sharon, you need to try this. Sharon, you need to stop eating bread. Carbs are bad for you. Sharon, I lost all my weight doing this diet. You should do this. But then, after a week, his balls deep in digestives again. He's piled the weight back on. I love using names, by the way. You'll probably get used to this as I go through these podcasts. I love shouting random names. (laughs) So the reason why Steve (laughs) has piled this weight back on and... You know, he's like a yo-yo. It's because he doesn't understand the principles of fat loss. He's just married to these methods. He's married to diets that may have worked for him, but he doesn't know why they actually worked. Not to mention, obviously, he can't sustain it. Probably doesn't really enjoy eating that way, but still continues to shout from the rooftops. And this is where a lot of people are actually going wrong. They do not understand why a diet works. And I want you to know that, first and foremost, all diets work simply because they create a negative energy balance, a.k.a. a calorie deficit. So if a diet adheres to the principles of fat loss, it will work no matter what diet that is. So whether that is low carb, keto, intermittent fasting, they all pretty much sing from the same hymn sheet. So it's about finding the diet that works for you. And in a lot of cases, I'm going to be honest, most people don't even need a new diet. They just need to understand how they can lose weight with the one that they already have. And that's a real, real key thing people need to think about. You don't necessarily need to change what your current diet is. You can follow the same layout, the same structure. You just need to make these little changes, little interventions but that's what hiring a good coach or nutritionist could potentially do for you. Or just listening to this podcast, so you know you know how to do that. So, for example, if you love carbs, it's probably not the best idea to do a ketogenic diet. If you like breakfast, it's probably best idea not to do an intermittent fasting diet. And this is the problem. This is what a lot of people are pushing on people. So many dictators in this industry, you need to do intermittent fasting. It's like, no, they don't. And this is what bugs me because, for example, I could have a client that says to me, I absolutely love getting up in the morning, having a coffee with my husband or my wife, and we sit down, we watch this morning, whatever it is, and we eat breakfast together. Because that's a really enjoyable part of the day. So who the hell am I to take that away from them? So I'm not going to do. They don't need to do intermittent fasting to lose body fat. Especially if they love breakfast, we can work around it. We don't need to follow these methods. We just need to understand the principle and I need to make them aware of that. If you wake up in the morning, you have no appetite. Are you so rushed, you know, getting the kids ready for school, whatever it may be, and you just find yourself, you don't really care about sitting down having breakfast in the morning. You'd rather just wait till you get to work, sit down and have it. That's fine also. But you need to just find what works for you and what you can be adherent with. What diet can you stick to? 
So that's what I want to go through today. I want to help you first understand a little bit about calories, energy balance, creating this calorie deficit without them all just being words to you, because it really is all about education. It really is about knowing to ultimately help you do. So any means of achieving a caloric deficit will result in weight loss and any means of achieving a caloric surplus will result in weight gain. So whether or not that weight change leads to improved body composition is obviously dependent on other factors too, which I will cover in future podcasts when I work my way up the hierarchy of importance pyramid. Calorie balance alone can alter weight irrespective of any other diet principles. Hence why it is the dog's bollocks of weight loss, fat loss. And this is why I've started with it today. So fundamentally, calories are the number one diet principle you need to get in check. Although understanding what a calorie is, is interesting. It's not very helpful, (laughs) you know, especially when it comes to sitting down and deciding what to eat. Plus, I don't want to bore you to death. You could go on Google and probably find something that could explain what a calorie is better than me. I did say I don't want this to be a show like a science lesson that you had back in the day. So in layman's terms, in nutrition, calories measure how much energy we get from food to either use or store in our bodies. Calories can be used to walk, run, recover from hard training, you know, repair broken structures, operate your brain and just simply support the energy requirements for normal bodily function. For example, I might use 2000 calories a day to meet all of my energy needs. Walking round in sessions, picking weights up, putting them back down, engaging with my clients. Some require more energy than others, but I won't mention any names. They'll know who they are. (laughs) And this is known as my total daily energy expenditure, my TDEE. So what is energy balance? It is the relation between calories in So energy consumed through intake of food, beverages, and calories out, the energy we expend during the day. So as such, we can define these by the three pillars of energy balance, which are basically the first law of thermodynamics. So when your body is getting enough food or beverages, calories, Per day to meet all of its energy needs, we call this an isocaloric condition. Isocaloric condition results in body weight maintenance. So basically, stable body weight over time. And this is energy balance. So if you think of it like a scale, not the one that you step on, one that you can like weigh things in either side, it would be stable. It would be there been it'd be no higher or no lower. When your body is not getting enough calories per day to meet energy needs, it must break down some of its own tissue for the missing energy. And with this podcast being called Fat Fix and predominantly speaking about fat loss, we want this to be adipose tissue, so fat. 
and it does carry a tremendous amount of energy. This dietary condition is termed hypocaloric condition and results in weight loss, which is a negative energy balance. So that is what we want when we want to lose weight, negative energy balance. And if you take in more energy than you need, your body stores much of this energy, and we call this a hypercaloric condition. And as you may have already guessed it, this results in weight gain. And this is the positive energy balance. So when you have been gaining weight or gain weight, the likelihood is that you have been in a positive energy balance as opposed to negative. I hope that makes sense. Try to break that down as clear as I possibly can so you get a bit of a good understanding of that. Now, nonetheless, not all body mass changes corresponds with stored energy. In fact, there are many ways to modify your body weight while maintaining an energy balance. So, for example, if you eat certain foods, drink certain liquids, they could provoke bloating, they could cause water retention. And this is more common, especially if people have some foods that contain high sodium, women when they're on the period, any kind of supplementation people are taking or medication, should I say, can have a, an effect on scale weight without them necessarily being in a positive energy balance. And this is topics that I will go down in deep down the line because they're very, very important, especially for you girls and women, especially because I know this from years and years of being a trainer, losing the shit when they step on the scales, even though they have been following what I give them. I just then need to explain, help them understand, you know, it's this time of the month, things are going to change, weight fluctuations, don't get too caught up about it. I know that you are eating in a negative energy balance. Let's look at the averages over the week when it's this time of the month for you, as opposed to expecting to lose weight during this time and just giving people that understanding of how it all works. And I will delve deep into that and I will delve deep into weight fluctuations in general across the board. So hold tight for that one. So calories in, energy intake. So what we eat and what we drink is calories in, okay? Calories out, energy expenditure is the output. What are we doing to burn calories, essentially? Now, there's a few things that I want to go over. I don't want to get too in-depth on these. Um, I just want to make you aware of them. We have what we call BMR. I'm sure you've heard about that. And this contributes to that energy expenditure, that output. Basal metabolic rate. So this is resting energy expenditure because it's calories we burn doing absolutely nothing. And this is what a lot of people need to understand is getting their body in such a healthy position, in such a good place through all aspects of health and fitness and create the body to be a fat burning machine at rest. That is the goal. So if you used to do no activity, expending calories, BMR, it's essentially the largest component of calories which most people burn in a day. Obviously, it will vary in individuals, you know, athletes to sedentary desk workers. So the vast amount of calories they burn in relation to their body. And we have non-resting energy expenditure. So in addition to BMR, 
we have something called the thermic effect of food, so TEF. So with this, you can see how kind of calories in, calories out affects one another. So the conversion of food into chemical energy is actually a metabolic process. Now that might go over your head a bit, but let me explain the best I can. So converting food into energy actually requires energy for that to happen. So a rough estimation is that around 10% of the calories that we consume are burnt when you consume them. So for example, if I'm on this 2000 calorie diet, I would burn around 200 calories by simply consuming those calories. So it's the thermic effect of food. It's another contributing factor to energy expenditure. Next, eat. Now, I'm not talking about eat as in calories in here. I'm talking about eat, which is energy expenditure, which stands for exercise activity thermogenesis. So this is the calories that you expend from energy. So any gym workouts that you're doing at the moment, any fitness classes that you're going to when you work out. So obviously, the more we work out, the more energy that we need. Next one, NEAT. This could be a topic in itself. And this is a bit of a mouthful, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So happy I got that right first time. It's the amount of calories, calories that we expend on a day-to-day basis, including daily tasks such as walking, studying, moving your hands while you talk, fidgeting. So it's calorie expenditure by NEAT activities can vary from tiny to enormous. And in most cases, this is a big one, account for more daily calorie burning than formal exercise. So bear that in mind. And this is something that I tell all my clients. Don't get too caught up in what you're doing 30 minutes in a training session or one hour. Get caught up in what you're doing for the rest of the day. Because what you do and the movement you do within your day as a whole contribute to expending a lot more energy than what you will do at a boot camp for example. So calorie demand factors as well, I want you to think about do vary from person to person. Now, there's a number of factors we can, which can contribute to an individual variation in daily calorie needs. So not just what I have mentioned above, but you also need to take into consideration someone's body size, someone's height, body proportions, stress, recovery demands, genetic, metabolic factors, body fat percentage, drugs, or sex of that person. And all all these factors will contribute to some extra calorie demand factors, albeit whether it's big or small. So that, again, why it's very important to do you. Think about what is right for you. Somebody coming in work and telling you that you need to follow X amount of calories a day, doesn't necessarily work for you because everybody is different, not just in terms of the energy balance and what people calories in and also calories out, but also other calorie demands such as people are all different. We're all made differently. So we all require different, different things. We all require different strategies. We all require different attention to things. What might... So, for instance, I could say, oh, when we come from a stress perspective, okay, how many calories is such a body burning from being highly stressed? Whether, and, and I'm talking stress as in 
not necessarily being angry, by the way. A lot of people think of stress being angry. I'm talking about if somebody's highly stressed, and I will go into stress as a topic on its own, if someone's in that constant fight or flight state, they will be expending a lot of energy, you know, whether that's like school teachers on the go constantly, stress, 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 moving around, they will be expending a lot of energy. But on the backhand of that, you could get someone who's highly stressed who therefore seeks highly palatable foods and overconsumes calories because they're so stressed. Not just to mention the hormonal factors that can kind of cause weight gain through high stress contribution as well, potentially. Again, doesn't matter if it's big or small, it all contributes, it all matters. And I will go down into that a little bit more down the line, but everybody is different. So a caloric deficit is a situation where energy homeostasis is no longer maintained, but rather a shortfall of calories over time. So this can be induced by both restricting caloric intake, so input, and or by increasing energy expenditure as well, output. So we know this is mandatory for weight loss purposes, but people are still struggling and obesity is still rising. And I want to just kind of quickly go over in my experience that especially with these individuals that have always had a poor relationship with food always lived an unhealthy lifestyle always been overweight it's not that easy to tell them to just eat less move more don't be lazy now everybody knows that they probably need to do what i've just mentioned above but it's not as simple as just saying that and that's what a lot of coaches are now doing they're just saying it's all about a calorie deficit but now at least you know what one is, but I want you to understand is it is a very, very simple idea, but it's very hard to put into practice. And it is also very individual as well. So weight loss is about understanding energy balance. It is about creating a deficit and it doesn't need to be more complicated than that. However, the problem lies is that people are actually separating the principle needed to lose weight, which is a calorie deficit and the impotence to actually doing it, doing that principle. So we need to take into things a lot more. We need to take into consideration your physical well-being, your psychological one, and also your lifestyle and your environment, your social, cultural factors. All, again, topics that I will cover, whether it's myself or with guests, because I do believe they are drivers to obesity and they are contributing to more and more people struggling to lose weight. So if you're new to this especially, there's so many ways you can create a caloric deficit and it really is all about the individual and finding what actually works for you. And I want to just quickly just mention that it is all about looking into why you're in this position right now rather than what you need to do. Don't just look at what diet you need to do. Look at what has got you in this position in the first place and start looking at making them changes from there. You don't necessarily need to be all about tracking, although tracking is good because you'll learn what foods are high in carbs, protein, fats. You know, you'll learn about good sources of vitamins, minerals, etc. And you'll learn how many calories are in your favorite restaurant foods, etc. And you'll you'll learn about portion sizes and you'll be able to eyeball food and understand portion control a little bit more and then you may not need to track down the line without using an app and things like that but you first need to have some degree of learning and I do advise people to start that if they have really 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 struggled and they can never feel like they can lose weight you don't have to track calories forever but sometimes it can benefit from a short period 
to do so. Some clients don't like it. Some absolutely hate it. So therefore, they don't need to do it. So we could look at whether it's a meal plan. Some people just want to learn portion control, sizes. Some like to keep the same diet that, like I spoke about at the beginning. They just want me to look at the, the food log for me. I'll give them food swaps. I'll take into consideration calorie density of foods, food volume. So that's kind of the whole clean eating thing. I hate the word clean eating, but what that essentially does is creates a calorie deficit whilst giving that person more food volume so they feel more satisfied. Again, with that, they'll probably start moving more. So not only will they create an energy deficit from calories in, they'll also create from calories out. They'll do more activity outside the gym in the whole days in general. And again, you don't necessarily have to put all your focus in your nutrition or calories in. You could put it on calories out as well. So you could just start walking more, take the stairs at work instead of the lift. There's so many things you can do. So it all comes down to the individual, what works for you. Ultimately, that is the key to creating this calorie deficit. What works for you, that low hanging fruit, low effective dose. That is where you want to start putting your emphasis. Start looking at what can you do? What can you be adherent with without trying to copy anyone else or follow a specific diet you might not you don't necessarily need to do that half of the time you just need to understand the principle of fat loss rather than the method and i hope you have learned that today and you now understand what an energy ba- understand what energy balance is understand the calorie deficit understand how you can maybe create one and how everybody is different and then you can measure through weight scale weight on the weekly basis see if things are changing you have got a monitor at the end of the day monitor, adjust, monitor, adjust until eventually the ball will start rolling. You will start losing weight because now you understand this a little bit better than you did before. So to summarize, don't take nutrition advice from Steve at work. Calories are the single most important, powerful nutritional variable influencing body weight, body composition, performance. The process of losing fat is best achieved with a hypercaloric condition. So negative energy balance. Daily calorie needs can vary significantly both between and within individuals day to day. It's a very simple concept, but not easy to carry out for a lot of people. And again, just look into why you're in this position right now. Make adjustments. Doesn't necessarily have to be extreme. And yeah, that's pretty much all I've got to say today about that. It's such a big topic. I could have gone on longer and longer. I will get guests on delving more deeper into this for you because I'm sure I've potentially missed things out. But I hope you've got a a better gist of it now and something that you can say, oh, I actually get what energy balance is now and I can start putting my focus into it and hopefully start losing some weight. Thank you very much for tuning in. Any reviews, feedback is much appreciated and I will see you very soon for episode number six.